Welcome to the fifth episode of the Be Like That podcast. We got the same host as we always do, me, Nakib, Tamid, Rafi, and Pratik. Uh, this week, though, this episode has actually been delayed by a week with the, strangely enough, with the topic uh, of this week is the is our work-life balance, and we got delayed because of all of our <laughs> work and life um, BS, so we actually couldn't record last week. Uh to get right into it, I think to me, I think you wanted to just start off with what? I mean, if anything, like it's pretty topical that with how much we want to talk about work, it's an issue that we all have been swamped by work. And this is a podcast that we're all doing for funsies. And I think we'll do our best to continue making this podcast happen, even amongst all of our responsibilities. But uh, Nikib, uh, how is work? Uh, how is work? I mean, my, my job is relatively like... Like my schedule is relatively like sporadic. Um, just certain days I work at like in the afternoon and I come home tired. Um, but I'm mostly on my feet. Work is going all right. Just me and a senior engineer. We do our fucking job, and I come home. Honestly, I don't take any work home. The minimal work I do at home takes me twenty minutes, and then I'm free for the rest of the day. So work for me is not too bad. What about you guys? Now I think one big thing is that. Your your schedule and your sort of like the flexibility you have and the fact that you could just come home and not have work at home, like that's something that none of us can take for granted because a lot of people do unfortunately have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I also got lucky with, with uh you know, my boss and that he has the same philosophy of never take work home. So I it's a lot of luck too. Because I could easily be doing a lot of shit at home, but I don't have to. You know, it's crazy that in the era of work from home you still have no work from home? It's kind of lit, right? But I risk I risk getting the coronavirus every single day. Oh, that's fucking true. I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, trade-offs, trade-offs. Are trade-offs. we are we allowed to say like what kind of facility you work at? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's not All I'm right. not I'm not working for the CIA. So then for for our no, no, no I'm not oh, saying like not. Huh? But for our our wonderful viewers, uh Nikki works at a hospital, so you know. Not not uh not the worst place to work. No, okay, yep. let's go like this. Not the safest place to work at in the current climate. Yep. At the same time, if you're gonna start dying, that's probably not the worst place to work at either. No, I joke about that because like you know we have to survey like the entire hospital. I have to get in everywhere. So like recently, I was in the mechanical space, and I was like, yo. If I like trip and fall and I get hurt myself, it's kind of lit. I just go upstairs. You know what I'm saying? You just go upstairs and you go ask like a nurse, like, yo, doc, can I check in? Can yeah, I, yeah, can yeah. Check yeah. myself in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, but, you know, relatively, I mean, you know, you'd think like the hospital is like probably the worst place to be. But at the same time, it's also the most secure. You know what I'm saying? Like anyone who has COVID, they have a like a marker in front of their room or is being tested for COVID. So it's like, hey, this room, don't go there. Uh, there's caution signs everywhere, wherever you're not meant to like actually go, things like that. So it's technically like kind of like secure, but at the same time, I uh, I could get exposed very easily. On the plus side, at least you're not working with people, like yeah. in terms of a day to day responsibility type of thing. You're just working with like the the back end like wires technology. Yep. So you said you were surveying and stuff there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my job very simple. Uh, very very easy like i mean when it comes to the whole mental thing is very easy physically I, I do walk a lot but 
that's not big. That's not a big deal. I can deal with it. What about you guys? I know Rafi. You recently just got one, right? So, uh, what do you know about it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, recently I got a job offer. Uh, they want me to start working in December. Basically, it's like a IT job, like uh, you know, setting up people's computers, helping them with their computers, uh, setting up conference rooms for calls, working with the server. Apparently, they're gonna have me work with a. Uh, was it Microsoft Active Directory, which is like a software that Microsoft has for servers? So, yeah, all that type of stuff. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to involve me like commuting to uh, Manhattan, though, yeah. where, where their office is, because it is an IT job. So, I'm going to have to like physically be available in the office. So, I guess that's like the only downside, like the risk of like, you know, commuting in the NYC subway system, which was oh. already dirty before, and now it's probably like, well, more. yeah, it's it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous to get on the New York City subways right now. But this actually like reminded me of uh when we watched uh, Middle Edition Schwartz, right? Um, and they talked about how the youth is what was the word that they used? Fucking disillusion. They used the word disillusion. They were like, this is why the youth is disillusioned to the work uh well like uh workers force. What were your guys' experience trying to get a job? Because for me, I got straight lucky. I yeah, only... a whole lot of respond no response right <laughs> yeah i I applied to a bunch of jobs, and the only reason I got an offer is because my friend hooked it up with with uh, like she introduced me, she put my resume through um and I was talking to her, and she's she's also like really she feels sympathetic so to my to my situation because right now you know we shouldn't you know right now is really tough i we were all looking for money we're all looking for insurance right and it's so hard to get noticed to even get like a denial email i and and they have like such ridiculous requirements i i told you guys um that i had to write a breakup letter with uh with a noun with a person place or thing right and i wrote a pretty decent one right people were telling me you know it's good uh you know um they thought it was off reddit that the top of the, the top, top of reddit and i didn't even get a reply for that bro what the fuck <laughs> you, you actually Wait, posted on the, reddit the what letter the fuck? you put a lot no, of effort not... into yeah no reply Wait, for, for anyone denial. listening do you want to explain what the letter was about yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't just a regular process. breakup letter. It right? wasn't. No, uh, basically, I was applying to a job, and instead of a cover letter, they asked for a breakup letter, and it could be to anyone, fictional or uh, dead or whatever, um, or anything, right? So I decided to write it for 2020, um, and it was a pretty good letter. Uh, if 2020 you know. <laughs> was a person, this this poor person would have been crying. No, it be wasn't that bad. Distraught, like like critique went in on 2020 soul which you but know it was is understandable. good it I was think... it was well written i think she's the she's the psycho that you want to get rid of yeah, it's yes. a relationship, you know <laughs> no one with toxic relationship with 2020 <laughs> very much so very much true the same point tony um, had red flags wait, up in but, the air you know i just kind of want to make it clear that this man to get it to like a job instead of a cover le- letter they asked him to write a breakup letter this is the job fucking force this is the <laughs> this is the market that we are in where and then he to got separate ghosted. yourself and got he got ghosted, ghosted. he <laughs> got go- like i understand if you're going to do some unique gimmick like write a write, write a breakup letter cool fine you want to be you know quirky and unique great go for it but 
at least respond to the breakup letter with the rejection letter, right? Like, like you would think they're good at it. They could just someday. forward someone else's breakup letter to critique and be like, I'm sorry it didn't work. It's not me, it's you. Is it not oh. bullshit? It's like they swiped right on me on Twitter, uh, on, on Tinder. I swiped right as well. And then they just fucking reported me for some other <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think that sounds really real. That sounds Dude, I, very I'm so specific. bad. Did you get your account banned or something? No, no, no. It never actually happened. I, okay. I, I never. <laughs> no. no, I'm not on Tinder right He now. says while he's like quickly deleting I'm not on Tinder. No, I'm not. <laughs> but this is the job market. <laughs> We're fucking it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, is I randomly got reached out to by a recruiter that saw my resume on one of the 10 million like sites I put my resume on, right? And only now are my emails slowing down since I started unsubscribing. Randomly, I was straight up. I remember this. Like I was in bed. Um, I was like watching Netflix or something, and um, my cousin was like staying over, but she wasn't in my room. Uh, but I got a call and I wake up like drowsy as hell. I answer this phone call. I'm like, hello, like, what is this? He's like, oh, are you Nikib? Like, we have this position for you. Like, would you be interested? My cousin like barges into the door and she's like, what's the Wi-Fi password? And I'm like waving at him like, get out, get out, not right now. <laughs> like, please, please not right now. And she's just standing there like, like ominously looking at me as I'm trying to talk to this recruiter, you know, <laughs> randomly. Like, and then uh, luckily it turned out that, you know, I got the position. But this, this is the market we're in right now. Right. Yeah. My my experience was that I had to get this through like a a temp agency, basically, like one of those employment agencies where like the the company is their client and they're looking for people for that client, and so yeah. I just got to do that. Luckily, through like some post and zip recruiter, out of all places. Right. This is a very interesting market we're in, and that can be attested to 2020. That can be attested to the economy. That can be attested to many various different things. Um. Anyone else want to share anything? I know, to me, you haven't been applying to anything recently, have you? I haven't been. No, I've still been very much in full student mode. Uh, but I'd say, like, the biggest thing is, like, getting a job is one, like, one massive hurdle to get over. Once you're in the position, then it's just a, uh, you know, it's just a carousel of repeat abuses once you're in the position of, hey, I'm working for you. Yeah. Speaking of work being a carousel, that gets into the topic that we have for the week, which is... Uh, the idea of the work-life balance, right? Um, I remember when we, when when I was thinking about this topic, I I came across a Reddit thread. Generally, a lot of these topics is because I came across a fucking Reddit thread. You but, can't tell them that. <laughs> but, yeah, we're not losers. No, 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 no. I definitely don't go. We're on original people. <laughs> hey, man, Reddit is one thing. TikTok is a whole other. So I will stand by. <laughs> Next thing you know, people are just gonna check what's trending on TikTok yeah. and what's popular on Reddit, yeah. and be like, "All right, I'm gonna put ten dollars down that this topic is the next podcast topic." Yeah, yeah. but. Um, so this the, the Reddit thread, right? If I I'm remembering, I'm like paraphrasing at this point. It was it was by a 45, like 40, like guy in his 40s, right? And the thing is, this could be real or like fake. It doesn't really matter because the content, like, uh, it's compelling. This uh, this this man, uh, you know, he he's talking about how he feels like he's wasted his life pursuing a career that was more secure versus his passion, where he's. He was a dentist, or he is a dentist, and he spent so much time either going to dentistry school or, you know, practicing and trying to support his family that he's actually lost his family. He he's like he says in the post that he's a hundred percent sure his wife is cheating on him. His daughter hates him. Um, but when he was younger, 
everyone around him was telling him to pursue a career that was secure and not his passion. So now he's in like, you know, the situation and he was just kind of looking for solace by posting it. Um, and it got me thinking, like, how much does my career, my future career really mean to me? Right. And how much does it really mean to other people? Because everyone has different, like various views. Right. For me personally, I think. I feel like I would choose or will choose that in the future, if I was able to choose between my family and my career, like if it was like one for one, I probably would end up choosing my family or at least focusing more on my family. That that doesn't mean like, oh, I'd quit my job or or I'd like just completely not give a shit. I would try to prioritize my relationships over a career, which some people might find as unambitious. But I find it as, man, this is what makes me happy in life. This is what I'm going to do. But what do you guys think? I think just to jump in for a moment here, the first thing that kind of popped into my head is that it's as much as it sucks, it's very understandable how someone could be in this position where it's like, oh, I'm interested in, you know, X, Y, and Z topics or hobbies. But, you know, this job, let's just say, let's go with the dentistry example. Dentistry pays well. Dentistry pays well, I'm perfectly decent at it, and it makes me a good living, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to see that as like just the fact, just the security in knowing you'll live a, a monetarily secure life is very appealing for most people. Like honestly, to throw myself in there, like, yeah, I would definitely want to know that my job can make me financially secure and that's one less problem to deal with, right? But then the other thing is also, uh, Nikib, your response was that it, just to, I guess, uh, uh, quickly bring it back is you would want to pick your family over your job, right? Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is if the option was given to me in like, say, for example, let me see. Let me just try to think of like a decent example. Like, for example, if, if, if it was if it was to come down to, oh, I have to work on a Friday mm -hmm. and like it was like, oh, you either you have to work or you, uh, you know, um. Or you can choose to work. Okay, here's here it is. What say if I'm doing a project? If I work on a Friday, it makes it look like it makes me look better, right? For the future mm -hmm. in the company, versus right. spending my Friday with my family or my or my girl, or my wife, whoever it is. It doesn't really matter. I would. Oh, okay. I think I would 100% choose to spend that time with my family rather than doing something for a company. Uh, because I don't think I'd ever be really loyal to a company unless it's mine. So that I see you on, right? The the kind of mindset I had coming into this was that the way it sounded like, the, or the way he kind of phrased it, seems like it's he was just like, ah, dentistry is a mistake. This whole career direction is a, is a mistake for me. But at the same time, it's like, it, it could be very... I could easily see someone want to go down a, a career path that they don't like simply because it's better for them and in turn better for their family, yeah. right? Like imagine like like you're saying that you wouldn't want to pick between your family and your career and the example you just gave right now makes a lot of sense to me, right? But at the same time, that's on a on a smaller picture scale of like on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis. Yeah. But on like a big picture scale, if you were this man or if like let's say for you in your own sort of uh, profession right now, mm -hmm. right? If that profession did just require a lot more hours but it was monetarily secure mm -hmm. right i could see how someone could still want to do that profession in general mm -hmm. right because hey 
it's good for my family. Like, I'm doing this for my family, right? And it isn't till years and years down the line, which this guy, you said it was like 40, like in his 40s or 50s, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like around the middle of his life where he starts to look back and realize, oh, this job is taking a toll or like my career is taking a toll on my my personal relationships. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I wish I had the post in front of me, right? But it didn't, like, the post wasn't focusing on the idea that, oh, he chose a career that was more financially secure and that's what he regretted. Mm-hmm. And it was more focused on the idea that because he chose that life, because he chose the life to make a secure living and support his family, that innately was the cause of where he's at today. Not like, oh, if he pursued his actual passion, it would have been better for him mentally. It's the the amount of focus, the amount of time, the amount of determination he put into his career has made him lose, um, I mean, years of relationships that he could have built with his daughter, with his wife, you know. That's where that like the post was going with it. The dentistry aspect of it was just to give an example of what he was doing. Right. right. So like that's that's the conversation I was actually like trying to steer us towards today. Uh Rafi Pratik, you guys have any thoughts? Yes. Uh so actually I was asked about work life balance and how I prioritize that amongst other things. I put work life balance um at the bottom, actually. Um, and I fibbed. I, I, I don't think it's like a, an afterthought for me. I think it's important. But the thing is, if it's a company where I where it's evident that, um, you know, they value their employees and they treat them fairly and there's room for growth um, in the form of uh, promotions and raises, uh, then I think I would, you know, occasionally, more than not, take uh spend my fridays or my nights at work rather than with family at least for the you know at least until i have the promotions okay all right yeah okay that, that's that's my input uh, so, uh the way i see it is like i feel like if it's like something that you do occasionally just because just to like you know like particular saying like to further your career in some way then that's fine but if it's like something you're just doing all the time like Let's say like, oh, they just they have to answer work calls at night, or they have to like answer work emails at night at home, or stay late in the office. I all the time. Then that's like, I don't know. That's something that I I would never want to do personally, because I do really like believe that like, there has to be like a balance between like your life and your work. You don't want to make your entire life just all about work, which uh, for me it just feels like a really like sad way to live. I, I agree. So then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Timmy. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask for, for both you and uh, Pratik, because both of you had something in common uh, in the sense that, like, you wouldn't want to do, like, you know, uh, the staying late or the working extra uh, as, like, a regular thing, right? And yeah. But you would be okay with that as, like, an occasional thing, right? If it was either, like, I guess something time-sensitive or if it's for promotion, like Pratik mentioned. What yeah. about when you kind of start up that or start down that slope right so it just, just starts day, with the right? hey we have a deadline you gotta stay a little right and then it goes into okay but we got another thing coming up and then it goes into we got that promotion so or you have a potential promotion on the table so you do want to stay a little late but you got to work towards that and that can like like there's always sort of like an escalation into hey how can we how can we use you as an individual employee just a little harder right it's so then what do you do you. 
exactly right so what do you do when you see that milking starting to happen right or like what do you yeah. do when you're already gaining momentum down that slope because last week was for a deadline this week is for something just as important for a meeting that's coming up and then next week you know it's going to have to happen because hey if the last two weeks went well this third week is something that you're working towards and it's either like a big project or it's a possible promotion so then how would you guys have dealt with that right where it's like hey your your overseer your supervisor your manager whatever title you want to give it is just constantly encouraging the longer and longer hours okay rafi uh do you want to go first sure so like I don't know. Hopefully, I never go down that rabbit hole. But like, in terms of my personality, I'm not that as, as assertive as I should be. So, I feel like it could happen to me if I'm not like careful with it. So, hopefully, it never happens to me. But like, if it does start happening, like, I don't know. Like, just be just because I'm in the industry I'm in, like IT tech, like I can always just you know find another job with more balanced work hours if I need to. Like, that's always an option if it if it feels like I'm working too much in this one company and like. There's no way like of getting out of it to like going back to like a standard like working time. So like your thing is basically you're fortunate enough to feel like if you if it ever gets to be that much of a problem, you can kind of just alt F four or back your way out of yeah, uh... back my way out because it's just the industry I work in. Like there's always going to be like another place that needs like a a, a coder or like an IT guy or something, right? Okay. Yeah, I think this is a benefit of working in engineering and software is it's very versatile. But uh, what I actually wanted to bring up is this idea that don't die for a company that will replace you the next week. No matter what, and this is probably just me being cynical of the climate that we're in or that we've been in for, what, half a, half a century, probably over a century. But the climate being that you are replaceable no matter what. Right, you are replaceable no matter what. You could be the CEO, bro. If you die, it doesn't matter. There's get another one, right? And that that's a little bit uh, like you know uh, dark to think of like your your career being futile, right? But it is kind of true if we're talking about the sense that you're working at a company, you're working as just uh, an engineer, you're working as an economist, you're working as like you know even in HR, right? Like it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're gonna get replaced. And that, that's kind of my philosophy behind all this is if I'm working at a company, if I'm doing something that doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, which I'm not right now, I'm not going to die for this company. I'm not going to give my life up for a company that will be replaced because I think all of us has worked hard at our jobs before, at our previous jobs. Um, and all of us have definitely gotten smacked in the face just because we did it. Like, where well, you regret it. I remember, like, me, Tamid, and Rafi, we used to work at a company where we would work hours for as a part-time worker when we were, were not at work, and we weren't getting paid for it, where that is not okay, right? We did it because we had to, because we had to support ourselves. The phone calls. The yes. phone calls were the worst. Phone calls <laughs> off hours. So yeah. Like it just. It, you think about it now, right, bro? Sorry, I, are you not working right now? I need you to still balls. pick up the phone. Yeah, bro. Holy <laughs> moly! And and we'd get smacked in the face for it, right? Because then you you'd sacrifice a, a whole day when you're in school, right? We were in school, and when it's the deep end of the semester, and you still have to work from home, and you're not getting paid for it, like that. That is. Not even borderline. That is abuse. Like, that is. And I just don't want to ever 
put myself through that ever again. And I'm glad that I was able to learn something like that. And this is my perspective. I don't want to ever do that again. Perfectly fair. Like, I can only agree with you on that. The only issue is that kind of like you said, this is something that's very deeply entrenched in especially American corporate culture, right? Like, like you said, if a CEO dies or, you know, you quit, they'll replace you. And that's 100% true. They will. But that's only infinitely more true the lower on the ladder you are, right? And it's unfortunate, but it's like at the end of the day, especially being like a lower end employee, which all of us will have to eventually start as, or all of us do just start as, you're just kind of a replaceable cog in like this big corporate machine, right? Especially the larger companies. And granted, I know there are exceptions to that. There are definitely companies that treat their employees well, have good benefits, or more importantly, just have like good uh, incentives to promote their employees' physical and emotional health and well-being. But it's just unfortunate that the vast majority of uh, companies seem to just kind of milk out as much as they possibly can from each individual employee before then moving on and replacing them, right? And sort of like Nikib mentioned, me, Rafi, and Nikib have all worked together at one company getting wrung out. Uh, Pratik and I on a, in a different company have also worked with very, very... Uh, interesting leadership of different different what's the what's the word i'm looking for pratik like uh IQ a variety of decision making going on uh, okay. some That's much more questionable than others seem very toxic to me like the company you guys worked at there like don't get me wrong yeah. there are definitely some highlights right but the issue is that it does kind of come down to the uh end result just being hey if you the minute you stop meeting their standards, which were constant, like the goalpost was constantly being pushed back, it would just kind of be like, all right, well, time to replace, right? And unfortunately, like in my experience, I myself had replaced at least two, maybe two and a half people, right? In terms of like just individual responsibilities that were handed down to me. Like Pratik, you yourself had to go through how much just from switching departments, uh, um, like wait, of course we don't have to get specific here, right? With names or anything, but wait, like, wait, wait, what, what, what was your questions? No, no, I was just uh, uh, like drawing up you as an example in that when we did work together, amongst the things we had to deal with were ever growing responsibilities because oh. of the turmoil that was going on internally. Yeah, so the like they're ever changing quotas just would never be made known to us. So occasionally, you know, we, we would get called out for not hitting their quotas, right? And we would have never been told um, what the quota is. Meanwhile, uh, they change the methods and then we get yelled at for, well, we get told that we need to change our methods even though the methods were never announced to us. And then um, why didn't we know, right? So this kind of thing... Um, it's very demoralizing, and I don't think I would. I I I don't think I would work myself to the bone for companies like these. Um, but I don't think um, some people don't have like choices, right? Like we're fortunate enough to have educations and to meet. I I think it's fair to say the last company that we worked at, um, it they a, a lot of people don't have the option to choose otherwise, right? right. Yeah, I'd I'd be inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to change the topic, but no, no, that's like fine. That this is perfectly fine because honestly, that's not like far from where I was going. In that, oh, okay, yeah. Um, even Ruffy, when you mentioned it, like 
you and Nikki both brought up that, hey, if, if it ever gets problematic in one workplace or in one company, you can kind of just dip and move to something else. Yeah. But and but like the issue is that that luxury doesn't exist for a lot of other people or different like other types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'm pretty sure it's fair to say a lot of companies do know that, which is why it's easier for them to sort of justify working individuals harder. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, like a company is going to milk every single one of its employees, right? It's the whole purpose of a company is just to make as much money as possible. So pay you the least, tell you to work when you're not meant to work and get the most out of you, right? And they have no really reason to respect you. There's not. That's They don't. They really don't outside of your basic fucking rights. Uh, right? And that that's why I went like I went to I, – I set the precedent before, at least for myself, is – I'm not going to work myself to the bone for any company. I don't believe I will. Like, it's so unnecessary in my own eyes when I sacrifice the things that are actually important to me for what? A little bit more money, right? In my own eyes, like money, I don't really care about it as long as I make enough for a decent living, for like something that's secure, right? I'll pursue that. I won't pursue being a billionaire. I, I don't need to pursue having a shit ton of money in, in my bank account or in, in the market. It doesn't really matter for me. See, the, the issue here is that it's like, you're, when you say that, Nikib, like, I personally wholeheartedly agree with you, right? And that's because you're very secure in both your knowledge of where your limits are and where your personal boundaries are, mm-hmm. but also your knowledge in, hey, if... If you were to meet with a, or if you were to interact with a irrational or, how do I put it, a unreasonable manager or supervisor who were to tell you, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z in a very restricted time frame, or just, you know, ask for too much of you, right, mm-hmm. whatever that is in a subjective sense, then you can easily take a step back and be like, here's where my lawn is, here's where, where my line is, and this is either crossing it or it's not going to. Right. Mm-hmm. Issue is a lot of people either don't have that luxury exactly. or yeah. just don't do that for themselves. Right. Yeah. Like it's not crazy to think that there are definitely. Uh, uh, and I, I feel like with this sort of conversation, a lot of the blame does tend to go towards like middle managers the most. Right. Like yeah. the people at the top are the ones just kind of making general statements of, hey, we want to cut costs in whatever way or whatever sense. But yeah. it's always the middle managers that get the flack of hey, you're the asshole who's actually making people come in or actually making people leave early or whatever whatever yeah. shenanigans they're pulling, right? The, but like, if you have a middle manager tell you, hey, I need you to not leave at five today and do X, Y, and Z thing before you go. What, what do you do if you're not mm-hmm. someone who is confident about their position in, in their I mean, career and in life. Everyone everyone is a being of their circumstance, right? I have the luxury to have the thought process that I do, and I can't speak towards... I mean, if I, I was in that position at certain points when I first wanted to work as much as I possibly could, and then you get tired of it, then you get burnt out. To those who need to do it, right, I there's nothing against it, right? I don't think that someone who puts their career in front of, like, or their, like, job as number one is any worse or better or anything like that than me, right? I didn't want to get into that conversation because I don't oh, think no, that no, really no. matters. Like, I don't think that, I don't think I there's think anything I... of substance there because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, everyone is a, everything, everyone is a being of their circumstance. If you need to work more, you're going to work more. If oh, I do just want to just, right? uh, like, just sort of explain or elaborate for a moment then. When I'm saying this, I don't mean it in terms of like the people who do want to yeah. put in the crazy extra hours. Yeah, what I mean I the do? people who, 
want the, just the nine to five, yeah. and they're being exploited by like the people above them. Yeah. Well, that then, yeah, again, that's up to them, right? Like, would I deal with it probably for the first few months, maybe even years? Most likely. Like, I probably won't just be like, "Nah, bro, fuck that. I'm not doing this." But at a certain point, I think everyone breaks, and I think now I think my my tipping point is a lot lower for that kind of BS. Um. Because it's not just that it's unfair; it's 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 straight up against what I want to do, like like what I what I believe my work should be. Um, but this is a job, right? Like this is what we've talked about so far is our jobs. I want to kind of shift the focus to careers. I think there's a very big distinction between your jobs and your career, right? I think a career. Oh, Rafi, do you have something to say? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. So, uh... I was just going to bring up, like, the whole uh, idea of, like, you know, don't die for a company, I'll replace you next mm-hmm. week. Uh, I was laid off in June, right? Yeah. Partially because of the coronavirus, because there wasn't anything going on, and they, they didn't have anything work for me. And also because, like, uh, I think they were just trying to cut costs, but, like, basically, it was just the idea of, like, I did put in all my hours and my work in, and despite that, they still had to let me go because they just couldn't keep me around. So, like, mm-hmm. there's that. So, like, no, I was just going to bring that up. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's like pure example of just these companies don't give a shit, man. They don't. They don't. At the, at the end of the day, you're doing something and they're just giving you a little bit of money for it. Right. Um, but okay. And then the minute they feel like they need to, it's just, yeah. hey, I, we need to let go of you. Yeah. Now, I want to I wanna dive into the idea of career, right? Career, I feel like, is very different from a job. I feel like career is something that you actively, whether your career is something that you want to do, it's something that you put your life towards, right? Like, or at least your 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 work life towards. Whether that's, you know, for me and Rafi, it's engineering. Um, for you guys, to me, you're doing economics and whenever you get into the field. And then Pratik, honestly, I have no idea. But <laughs> what is it? Project management. Project yeah, management, yeah. right? So that, that like, as a as a career. Now, here's my idea as a career. I think career builds towards your legacy in that field or influence in that field. Whether that is small, major, right? I'm not talking, like, it, I could be talking, we could be talking Nobel Prizes, we could be talking Pulitzer Prizes. Or at the same time, we could just talk about your own reputation in the field, right? And that's what I believe your career is working towards. Now, I have this perspective is that, yes, my career is important to me, whatever, but my reputation legacy, I don't really care about. I would rather, and I believe that if the more you pursue your career, the more you influence a, a, a larger number of people, a lot less, if that makes sense, versus pursuing relationships or, you know, friends, family, you, pers- you, you influence or affect a smaller group of people a lot more. My perspective is uh, I lean towards the latter. I would rather get have a great relationship with my family, with my friends, right? And influence them a lot or just affect them and, you know, try my best to get to know them way more than influencing a broad spectrum of people just a tiny bit, right? I would rather donate $500 to five people than a $1 to 500 or I don't know the math to 2,500, right? If that makes sense. It what does. do you guys think? It, it that does make perfect sense. The only thing is that like, and like for me personally, I'm I'm also in the same boat of like, when it comes to just like, 
how how high or how successful would you need to be like for me it's just like at whatever point i can feel like i'm content my family is content we're all monetarily secure and then hey i'm gonna spend i'm gonna care way more about like yo come home to the wife and kids let's go make them happy right like the last thing what just kind of to to pull back to the first example you gave nikib mm -hmm. the guy's description of my wife is probably cheating on me and i'm aware of that my kids hate me is like that in my head is like a doomsday scenario like right. the wife and kids need to be like numbers one and two or no, they could just be both one in one, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I need them to like me. I need them to love me because <laughs> I'm supposed to be loving them, right? But like, I can be annoyed at like the in-laws or whatever, or yeah. they can be annoyed at my in-laws. But like, point being, dear God, I'd much rather have like the small group of people I much rather care about and care be cared for in turn, as opposed to like climbing a corporate ladder. But that doesn't also mean that like, like, I know there are definitely individuals who are like, yes, my goal is to become CEO of this company, or my goal is yep. to become director of so and so department, right? And it's like, more power to you. But just be aware, like, there's always going to be trade offs, right? Like, I'm, I'm saying this with the full confidence of knowing, yeah, I'm never going to climb a corporate ladder. Uh, or at least get very high on the corporate ladder, mm -hmm. right? I don't see myself being on like a board of directors or something, something like that. Yeah, and the reason I kind of bring this up is because I actually had this exact same conversation with a friend of mine last week where she had that perspective of she would much rather influence a broader, like a, 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 a widespread number of people a little bit than influence a, a small number of people a lot or like, you know, a, as much as she possibly can. Now, the thing is with that perspective, that is completely valid, right? It's just something that I don't, uh, I don't view as what I want to do, right? And this, I feel like, can affect... I mean, if you were talking about if there's two types of people and one person is the former, one person is the latter in terms of their beliefs, this can cause, like, ripples, right? Like, if my wife, like, constantly is trying to, you know, be the best at her field and just not, like, coming home or, like, you know, not focusing on of the family and you know even me like i'll be selfish right i'll say give me attention <laughs> right I'll, I'll be i'll be disappointed i'll be sad right i'll be happy for her of course but that is not exactly what i kind of feel like i want in a spouse right rafi pratik do you guys I, th I think rafi wants to go next uh what is your perspectives on this okay so like personally uh in terms of like uh climbing the corporate ladder and like that whole idea of like who do i want to make happy like I personally don't see myself going up too high in the ladder. I'll probably just, I don't see myself being like a CEO or a CFO or whatever, like those offices are probably never in my lifetime. Uh, but I do like, I want to reach a point in my career where like, at least I'm living comfortably. Like, you know, after paying off all my monthly expenses, rent, bills, whatever it is, I still have enough money to like, you know, save up and maybe splurge on something later on, whether or not it's like a vacation or like, I don't know, like a whatever it is I want to spend it on, right? Um, so I want to personally, I think I want to reach at that point in my life because I don't want to like, I don't know, basically just have my entire life revolve around work and like have to worry about like, I guess my public image while I'm not working, like how I act outside of work will affect like, you know, like my image at work. I don't want to reach a point like that because I feel like that'll just be like. I'm just working all the time now because I have to worry about my I image at work out like at home and while also like, 
you know working so like if that makes sense no yeah i, I no, feel that like makes perfect sense, sense. Do, do I want to hear Patek's response because I, uh, Rafi, what you said just gave me gave me a really interesting idea. I want to ask right after Patek answers. Sure. Uh, this might not answer the question, but um, I I see a lot of people who who have a lot of ambition and they want to like climb the ladder, uh, hit top um, director level, and it's amazing that they work so many hours in a week, right? Because I don't know how they have time to like see anyone else have have a ha, have like a love life um see their friends and sleep enough it's amazing th that some people can actually manage this right and have time for hobbies and um there aren't that many people but it's amazing how their mind works i know like three people that can manage all of this it's it's ridiculous uh but for me personally i don't want to climb the ladder i i, I don't care um they asked me uh in my job interview actually what my what would mean what would be success for me and i just told them it's the house with the white picket fence or actually apartment but um mm -hmm. apartment wife 2.5 kids a dog <laughs> the dog is 2. the point 5. 5 kids i said 2.5 like a dog or something the point 0.5 is no, the no, dog no no uh, do you want I half a child it's two or three two or three we don't okay. we'll figure it out i okay. think that's why they ghosted you they're probably like who the fuck is no this no guy? they no i got the offer I'm signing. Oh, with... oh, from the one you got. My bad. I thought this is the one that he's goes taking into account for like if he oh, gets, yeah. you know. I understand. Okay. All right. So then, uh, I do want to ask something, which I think could. I hadn't thought about this going into this conversation, but given that we are talking about work-life balance, uh, something that you you mentioned, Ralphie, kind of sparked this in my head, and that's the idea of our persona, our persona inside work and outside work sometimes can be very different, right? Granted, this isn't true for all people and this isn't true in all scenarios, right? But, you know, at work, you tend to be more professional, more to the point. Um, whatever your personality traits at work are, are not necessarily reflective of this is me at all times, especially outside of work amongst friends and family, right? I feel like I can say that as a safe, uncontroversial statement, right? Definitely. But the, the direction I want to go into with this is that what happens then when regardless of your position right because this is for I've, this becomes more of a problem for higher uh position people but this is to, i've still seen this be very uh relevant to people even at like lower ends of a company or lower on the scale but what happens when your social media and your own personal like like the things that reflect your own personal life start to become a problem at work right um, and so the first thing that came into my head when, when this uh, idea popped up is, do you guys remember maybe like, I feel like it was a few weeks ago, but time's also flying by because of Corona. So it might've been a few months ago, but that there were a lot of people coming out to support uh, like doctors and nurses who had like swimsuit pictures up, right? Because it was like, uh, I believe it was like one or two, like really oh, yeah. either misogynistic or just general, like yes. dickheaded people. Yeah, particularly you know what I'm talking about. But, I, I, uh, I think it was like people, uh, 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 really old doctors were telling younger doctors, younger female doctors, not to wear lipstick and eyeliner or something because it's unprofessional. It was the lipstick and something. eyeliner, and it was also just having like pictures of themselves at the beach in the swimsuit on social media, right, like yes. on their Instagram or on their Facebook. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it supposedly is like, you know, it's it's unprofessional or reflects poorly on you. And there's a lot of backlash from that, in my opinion, very understandably, because it's like, hey, 
person going to the to going to a gym and taking a picture of themselves in their gym attire or person going to the beach and taking themselves uh you know in a, a picture of themselves in a swimsuit does not in any way reflect their work at work or like re- reflect their work at a hospital or in a medical setting um or really any other workplace setting nor does it nor should their personal life affect their professional life when it has literally nothing to do with each other right so I, I guess the big thing I want to ask is like, you know, to what extent do you feel like that is or isn't applicable to to your workplace, right? Whether it's like maybe more applicable for uh, like positions like a CEO or any sort of chief officer uh, versus like if it's maybe more career dependent, right? Depending on what field. So what do you guys think? So I think that if you're in, if you're in a more public eye, like if you're a politician um, or or uh, you're I don't know. Fuck. If 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 you're if you're in the public aisle out, right? And and you represent a company, um then I think it would be a good idea to probably have your account on private um because regardless if it's not the doctor's place to um tell you that uh tell you that it's unprofessional even though it is fine, right? You you're allowed to have a a, a personal life. There's always going to be people uh looking at you kind of weird and uh giving you flack for it. Um, even though I don't 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 agree to it, uh, even though I don't agree, I I think it's a good reason to have private accounts. That's why I, all my shit is private. No, I I agree. I I don't think any uh, honestly, it shouldn't affect it, right? In 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 like the social media life that we have today, everyone posts at least something about their personal life online. That definitely isn't like always work friendly, right? And the thing is, it's not meant to be work friendly because you're not at fucking work. Right. It's social media, right? <laughs> right. Like you're not at it's work. A brave statement you're making, Nakeeb. <laughs> Damn, bro. You know, sometimes the obvious is 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 it hits you hard. What's, um, what's that stupid ass saying? Common Occam's sense razor? isn't common. Oh, never God, mind. I hate that saying. But Co- common but sense is a commodity nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valued commodity. But the thing is, there are people like that. And the thing is, what I would say to those people, right? I would say, yo, bro, it doesn't fucking matter. But the thing is, it does matter to those who are affected by it, of course, right? In your own head, it, everyone has their own perspective. Me, Yeah, I think I don't you think should I, be... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I don't think... My accounts are private, but I don't think, like, I hope that my, my social media does not come back to bite me um, because even if it does, I'd be like, what the? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. fair. Rafa, like, what do you think? How does it affect me? So... I, I hope I never have to like think about like oh my action on social media could affect, you know my job in any way. I hope it never reaches that point. But like I feel like I'm the type of person where like I'd be very cautious about which one of my coworkers I have on social media, like who I'll let follow my Instagram and all that because you know I don't want to like have people at work have like a different perception of me because of something I posted. Uh, I mean, most I don't really post on social, social media, but like you know, like I just don't want that to happen. But like, it, it is like one of those things where like I might have to like pick and choose who I like interact with from work and social media and all that. You know, that's interesting that you bring that up because uh, I've that kind of just made me realize that out of all four of us, I'm the only one that's public on like Instagram, right? I'm specifically using Instagram as an example because. Uh, I think it's fair to say Facebook is dead as hell for anyone our age that isn't our yep. parents, right? Um, 
and I do I do see the the value in what all of you are saying and that like hey you keep it private so that no one can like the only people that can see your private life are the people that you want to see your private life but my mentality has always been a little bit different in the sense that it's like hey this is a picture of me at a vineyard like I look good in this picture. This is why I posted it, right? If you have a problem of my picture of me in a vineyard, please take it up with my department of complaints, right? And it's like, I can't help <laughs> you with can. that, right? A trash can. Like, it, it's sort of like a, if, if a, like, here's a silly hypothetical, right? But it's like, if a coworker, if a new coworker were to talk to me at work and we were to talk about work, maybe make small talk, talk about the weekend, great. If that coworker were to then go home, find me on Instagram and be like, why didn't me talk about his experience at the vineyard or the beach with me? It's like, bro, because we're not there yet. We didn't talk about it. We're not. <laughs> we're not cool like that, right? Like, as as silly as that sounds no, to no, say it, true. like, if you want to bring it up and be like, "Hey, to me, how was your experience at the vineyard?" I'm gonna be like, "Great, you only found that out because you were looking at my social media," which I don't have a problem with because it's public and it's fine. You have the right to do that, but I also have the right to look at you and be like. You're being really weird right now. You're being very strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with that. Um, now the thing is, I th- at least for me is, I, uh, I, we talked about this in the social dilemma, right? Like, I'm not afraid of posting whatever I want on social media as long as it's not incriminating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Generally, I don't post anything that I feel like is incriminating, at least for myself. Uh, I think it's safe to say that I enjoy like going out and like having my fun. Um, but I don't think there's ever been anything that would, someone would look at and is like, okay, that's not normal. Like, like I don't, I, I don't know. A picture of you, like, well, actually, that's actually a valid question. Right. What would count as incriminating? Well, right? like, you because could say like, oh yeah. That varies person to person. Like, I would say like a lot of my Instagram stories are of when I go hang out and I go party a little bit, right? But and it it a lot of the times I remember like some people were like oh it, like it's like it's like you party a lot. The thing is I don't post on Instagram when I'm not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? So every single post is generally when I'm out, and it just looks like I'm constantly out. So that's very interesting. It's just a perspective. But I again, Mickey, why don't you why do post when we're playing games? Oh uh, yeah, are, that are is right. Games when and I'm movie playing nights games, not interesting for you. Oh yeah, when I'm doing the boring <laughs> things. Uh, I mean th- that's literally what it is. Why don't Take you post people yourself doing laundry? I think people forget that Instagram and social media in, in general, like when you post things about yourself, those are the highlights. That's not mm-hmm. what you're always doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I actually wanted to ask you all a question. You know how, you know, there's always an employee or a coworker that uh, that you sit around and, you know, they're fine, they're cool, but they're a little bit off and you don't want to hang out with them as much. What happens when they ask you for your Instagram or to hang out or something? Uh, it okay, depends. wait, those are two very different yeah, questions. Those are, two, are we it, saying the Hangout or are we saying the Instagram? Whichever one you answers. think, whichever one will get us more viewers. <laughs> okay, no, I, okay, it, independent of viewers, the reason I asked that is because if you want to shoot me a follow, I, I don't care, right? And yeah. this kind of just goes back to my previous answer, my yeah. previous mentality, right? And like, people could be different, right? Like, like, like I said, the three of you have uh, uh, private Instagrams. Yeah, it's and a little different fine, for you. Right? What's up? It's 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 a it's a little different for you. Exactly right. So my mentality with it being public in the first place is that hey, if you want to shoot me a follow because you want to see what I'm doing in my like free time, yeah. sure, go ahead. Right. If you want to hang out, that's a different question, right? Because then it's question. like, like okay, then it's a question of like, 
do I really want to? And and that's not to say that it's like, oh, a coworker is an automatic no, because because I think just the example that all four of us are doing this podcast together kind of breaks that rule, right? For anyone who's not aware, I worked with Nikib and Rafi in one company, and I work with Pratik in another company. So if I were to say, oh, never hang out with your co-workers, I'd be <laughs> the like. fattest, dumbest hypocrite right now. Oh, wait, no, 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 because... no, no. Um, I think I left out a part, or maybe oh, sure. I did not emphasize it enough. What You don't want to hang out with them. Like this specific person, you don't oh, want to hang out with them. Oh, I already know I don't want to hang out with them. You already know you don't want to hang out. Like either because they're weird joke. or they smell bad or whatever reason. It's always the smell bad with him. It's always the smell bad. I mean, bad. hey, yo, are you telling me you want to no, hang no, out with someone No, no, never, really never. But why is it always just smell bad? Is this a specific person to me? No, 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 no. He always just brings up the man. General, like, do you want to hang out wait, with someone who wait. specifically smells really terrible? No, no, I, but I thought you were talking about someone no. specifically. I know exactly I, I what Tamid would do. I know exactly what Tamid would do. Oh, please, can you tell me? Can you tell me what I would do? Because I Tamid, actually want to know. I want to know what you Tamid say. will not outright say no. I know that for a fucking fact. He won't just be like, nah, it's okay. Like, he will slither his way out of it. Right? <laughs> whether, that makes, whether that means three white lies. They won't be blatant lies. They will never oh, be blatant lies. <laughs> they will always be white lies that he'll just put one on top of the other and until the point where either two things happen. Either they uh either the other person gets the point, which most of the time this doesn't happen, or to me just keeps talking until they're tired. Wait, say that last part again. To me keeps talking until they just like, okay, okay, finally I understand what's happening here. So first part is they they would just won't understand and you'll just end up pushing them towards the conclusion that you don't want to hang out or two is you you talk them out <laughs> that's it that's the only two things that happened you know i'd like to think i don't know if this counts as n- number two or if this counts as the third one but usually what i'll go for is i'll just start talking until they forget and yeah, they yeah. never follow up yeah. with them yeah this this yeah that, that's I what I have done that before. this is where i was trying to go with that. this is it. exactly what like, he does <laughs> i'll i'll give an example just for the sake of like our wonderful viewers and because i think it's a funny ass story i had some coworkers who were dying to take me to a strip club what <laughs> For many reasons, yeah, Pratik, I think you do remember this. For many reasons, I did not want to go to a strip club with my coworkers. One of those reasons being, I don't want to go to a strip club with my coworkers. <laughs> you know, it's you know, already nothing, hard nothing enough. Nothing against them either. I think they were great guys, right? They were nice people. Yeah, they were. Nice. I just don't want to go. Like, like we're going zero to a hundred at that point. I don't want to go to a strip club. So if if I ask you my coworker, I ask you tomorrow, hey, to me, let's go to a strip club. Would you be down? I'd still say no, but only yeah. okay, not only, but I think chief among them being, I don't think a strip club is a great place to go to with a Rona. Yeah, so... no, 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 of course, no, no, no. <laughs> like you know, you know, how a lot of strip clubs have a no touching policy. <laughs> I think that's extra true right now. <laughs> without <laughs> Rona, no without Rona, it's a Rona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were cured to me. If I ask you, yeah. Do you legitimately think um, a strip club is a fun place to go? No, I think it's a once in like you should do it once in your life. Really? I I mean, not you should. Okay, this is like on life, like in general. Wait, wait, Nikki, yeah. I'm gonna interrupt you for a second, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize in advance. Pratik, do you really want to go to a strip club? Okay, so the reason I'm asking is because I've always heard 
like you should do it right but then people are like no i wouldn't go back it sounds like a dumb idea to like experience it not like it and then you know just never go back i, mean, I have friends that also really enjoy it but it just sounds like you're getting blue balls or not having fun <laughs> right and then you're paying for that like that sounds horrible bro no, why the I mean, fuck wouldn't i just stay home and watch porn jerk off and then call it a day <laughs> You know, okay, okay, wait, wait. Is really... this a family-friendly wait, podcast? Wait, no, it's not. Oh. It's never been. Oh. It's never was been. It, ever? it never was. Okay, okay. Here's my perspective on this. It's not to do with like a trip club or anything. Like, it's like I would rather experience it and experience for myself. Like, hey, I don't like this, and then never do it again. Like, this is with anything. Like, for example, I really want to go skydiving. Right? Uh-huh. Not many people. A lot of people would just be like, "Now nah, we're not doing it." Like, I'm not doing it. Right? For me, it's yeah. like I will decide that after I do it. If I make it out, great, and I hated it, then great. Then I would never do it again. If I make it out and I enjoyed it, then great. I have something, a story to tell. I have an experience to share. That's just my perspective on, like, any sort of thing, like, when it comes to, like, just experiences in general. I agree with that perspective, but, like, if you really think this is going to be stupid... I mean, that's on you. Like... uh... I think it's gonna be stupid. I mean, that, that's um, on you. Then, then, then don't yeah, go. Yeah. Like that. Then, yeah. then don't go. That's. I just, just. I just wanted to ask you guys, like, yeah, what's your perception on it? If you have gone, what's it like? No, I've never gone, but like that's my perspective on it. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I will try it. Actually, I, maybe we shouldn't say if we've gone. No, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. But roughly, what were you saying? I, I think, like, I agree with the idea, but it's just kind of stupid. Like, I just, it doesn't seem like a a fun time, just because, like. I don't know, it's like Pratik said, you just stay at home and do the exact same thing and still enjoy yourself. Yeah. Okay, where you were know, we? It, where to were me, it we feels like a, an antiquated thing where yeah. it's sort of like a, like our, our, like a previous generation really loved this and they were really, or were more into it than we are. Because mm-hmm. like, okay, just, just uh, since this came up because I mentioned it for myself, like my coworkers did not succeed. I did not go with them. I have not been in one yet. Like to answer your question, Pratik, I think I'd like to go once just to see what it's like, but I don't uh, ever see myself going regularly. Yeah. And more than that, like, in terms of a uh, uh, justification for it, th- and this is going off on a tangent here, I don't think I'd ever want like a bachelor party at a strip. Oh, never. Like, oh. like I don't think I want like the day before or whatever, whatever time it is. I guess it's supposed to be the day before, right? The day before you, you, you know. Tie up your your uh, hypothetical or not a t- hypothetical. You tie up that tangential knot to be like, I will lock myself to this one person for the rest of my life. And the night before that, you're like, Hey, yo, vanilla and and strawberry Hennessy. chocolate over there. Hennessy, it's always right? a Hennessy. It's always Hennessy. Dark chocolate and milk chocolate. Let me let me see what how how this works. Hold up. Where do I put the credit card? Where, okay. What do I swipe on? Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Skip, skip, skip. Point being, I I'll take a hard pass on that. I'll take okay, a okay. hard can pass I, on can that. Can I? Can I bring my uh, a tangential topic? Please, please. So Rafi spoke about this a little bit before about how uh, others see you at work, right? Um, and that's something pretty annoying because. How they're they're uh, uh so when you first meet someone you I guess have this um fuck what's the term uh first first impression you have a first impression of yeah. them right it could be completely false right it's basically just a guess but the thing is it never really goes away and then once they have that first um impression even if it's you know a little bit adjusted as time uh, time goes on sometimes um 
they continue seeing you in like a poorer light and it reflects at work. Have any of you experienced that? Yeah. To me, hundred percent. Oh, I was going to say yes, but Nikib is talking me into it. I know exactly yeah, why. Him with me. <laughs> Please you go say, You can say it, bro. So, so in my... Okay, okay. Uh, I guess to set up a quick time frame for people listening. Uh, my more recent... Uh, the company I worked at more recently was with Pratique. And before that was with the other two, right? In that company for a while, I was a manager there. And whenever we'd have new hires, like, of course, I have to figure out, you know, how do I make this person work? How's this person do? You know, I got to get a feel for this person. It, the funniest thing is that the first day I met Nikib, all I could think is this guy, this, for some reason, I was just like, this dude is too damn happy, right? <laughs> he's, he's just smiling too damn much. He's way too positive, And this is not normal. Hold up. What is wrong with him? Is something wrong? And then, and then all I could think is everyone likes him. Is it? Is he good? Is he good at his job? <laughs> and then you know, over time, slowly realizing, okay, wait, here's here's a fun part. Slowly realizing, one, he is good at his job, great, and two, this dude is depressed as fucking broken <laughs> on the inside. Southern <laughs> 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 <Some> facade. <laughs> and now we're friends. <laughs> It works out. You the share end. that depression, that <laughs> inner fire. Oh yeah! If you're dying. telling me that that genuine that that all that happiness was genuine, get the fuck out of here. No, bro. But yo, you're broken as shit on the inside, <laughs> and we're all ready to internally cry together. Sign me up, buddy. <laughs> it was all a facade. The bigger the smile, <laughs> the worse it is inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the thing is, okay. So first impressions, I like. I think are so kind of childish. Because, yeah, you can trust your instincts and, like, you know, by all means. But the thing is, your first impressions are almost never what a person really is. But the, even for, like, you know, for me, it's like I, I, my first impressions also stick. It's just human nature, I think. Like, it's just you see someone, the first thing that you see of that is uh, uh, is what you see of, of that, like, of that person. Like, for example, if you get, like, a new mouse or some shit or a new phone and it dies on you on the first day, you kind of doubt, like, am I getting a whole, like, another one of these like it, it's just you kind of learn right like and that's what you kind of pull from but i think first impressions are stupid the yeah. thing is that you're you're 100 right first impressions are stupid but at least in my opinion it feels like no matter how much you try to tell yourself that first impressions do weigh heavily yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's sort of like this is like you have to have a starting point in my head, right? Yeah, no, no, of course. And of it's course. like you, everyone has a starting point, and then you kind of build upon that starting point and kind of decide, okay, what does this person act? Where does this person actually fall in, right? Like I've definitely had times where I'm dead wrong, and it's like, oh, this person seems intelligent, and after talking to them, it's like, oh, you don't understand how the world works. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. first impressions mean a lot. Like, I'm just saying, like, you should, like, with all of us, every single person, like, n excluding nobody, when you make a first impression, that's the thing that sticks. But what differentiates, like, I would say the people that I, I would honestly, like, want to, like, talk to more is understand that a first impression is not everything. Because, bro, you could catch me on a bad day. Like, you could catch me on the worst day. I don't, my hair is all over the place. I just want to kill myself, right? Like, and this is the first day hypothetically, I meet you. Hypothetically, hypothetically, he wants to kill himself. 
Hypothetically, like I don't really want to kill myself. The deep dark like, abyss opens up for Nate. <laughs> <Eve. laughs> it sounds like you're more depressed than me right now, doesn't it? <laughs> bro, we're all in the club. Are you telling me that in the middle of Rona and the middle yeah, yeah, of yeah. hard quarantining, we aren't all yeah, really yeah, yeah. unhappy? I mean, yeah, we, we, we talked about unhappiness. We could be happier. We talked about yeah, our yeah, unhappiness yeah. a few episodes ago, bro. <laughs> like, it, no, Nikib, I do agree with you. I think it's important to recognize uh, when you have made a first impression and not to uh, just judge the person based off that. Give them a couple yeah. of chances. But th- like that happens so often when when someone like for example, right? Like, um, and I I've actually experienced this with Tamid before, right? Tamid, I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, where Tamid's first impression of this person has like stuck with him because he doesn't hasn't been able to interact with this person because I've been able to interact with this person a bit more. I understand that this person is definitely not the first impression that um that we both had, right? And to this day, I still like tell Tamid, I'm like, yo, bro, stop this bullshit because this is actually not who this guy is. In my defense, you kind of said it yourself, where it's yeah. like. The only uh, impression of him I or of this person I have is what I know. Exactly. And I haven't, like, like you said, you've gotten to know that person more. So you've gotten to build on your impression of that person, whereas I haven't. And all I know is, hey, that person, wasn't that the person who did the dumb thing a while back? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. person seems pretty dumb. And yeah, then yeah, I yeah. find out, oh, no, this person isn't dumb. But it's like. It's one thing to hear that person isn't dumb as opposed yeah, to... Then experience. To, it, it's like show versus tell type of thing. Yeah, right? You're telling so. me this person isn't dumb. But in my head, all I remember is, yeah, it's, that person did do the dumbass thing a while back. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. might be a dumbass. Right, like, and from my perspective, like, uh, it's frustrating. From your perspective, it's literally... Because if we flipped, I it would definitely be the same exact thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just yeah, know that for a fact, right? Like, I would still hold that against this person versus uh, you getting to know him and... What is it called? And having your view change. I think recognizing that your first impression doesn't mean as much as you really think it does. I think that is a very important sign of intelligence. Like, you know, uh, for example, like, you know, yeah, maturity, intelligence. It's like, you know, when changing your beliefs or changing your opinion once facts are put in front of you, that's a sign of a very intelligent person or an, an intelligent person. I do super agree with you on that because like I at least at this point, I'm very much aware that it's like. Like, everything you've been saying so far, like, I don't disagree with you at all in the sense that, like, hey, people are people are a lot more than just what we, we present, right? And even what we present isn't sometimes within our control. Someone could just be having a bad day or someone could just be like, you know, someone could just not be at 100% and you find you catch them off guard and that your impression of them is, hey, this is your normal, whereas they're just like, this isn't my normal. And, like, we've all been there too where I know, like, I've had days where I'm just like, I want to die, right? Mm-hmm. I want to crawl back into bed. But anyone I meet that day is going to meet me running at like 50%. And I'm just going to sit there and be like, I'm not like this usually, right? But yeah. like, you don't get that chance to always sort of I mean, plead your case or, or you don't, you like, never get that chance. Explain right? who you really are. You, you never can take back yeah. the first impression you make. Rafi? Yeah. So uh, speaking of first impressions, so like, I guess like I've uh, had a chance to like, I guess, meet. A coworker from a previous company, uh, when I was just like a, I guess like a client to that company, and like he gave up a facade where like he gave up like impression of like oh he's just like a nice and funny guy, right? But like once I started working for that company, I sort of just figured out like oh that's just like an act, and like really like the type of person he really is is just he's a fucking asshole, really. But like it's like that like idea of like people have like different like 
personalities depending on their context and like when it comes to like first impressions. I'm sorry. Like Rafi. my perception perception of him changed a lot after I started working. I'm sorry, Rafi. I don't think I'm that big of an asshole, man. No, no, no. I will say I don't hear Rafi call people a quote fucking asshole really yeah. often. So this guy must suck. So whoever this person is is probably a fucking asshole if Rafi <laughs> is the one calling really him that. A dickhead. Um Okay, guys, uh, we've strayed away from the topic a little bit, but there's one last thing that I do want to talk about for this podcast, and it's it's pulling from this anecdote, um, and it goes back to the idea of career, right, uh, and also the fulfillment of uh, a goal. Uh, I recently watched this valedictorian speech, right, uh, and it's it's a very short speech where he, he talks about how he found out uh, that he was in the running for valedictorian his junior year of college. Uh, from his junior year of college up until the day of graduation or up until the day he it was announced that he was valedictorian, he worked his ass off and like essentially sacrificed his entire life to attain this one goal of being valedictorian. In the speech, he talks about on the day of the award ceremony, he gets his award and he feels like complete elation for, he specifically says like 15 seconds. After that, it was nothing. After that, he, he asks himself, oh, what now? Like, that's it? Like, what else is there, right? And then he goes on to, like, you know, con- continue and talk and say, like, that he regrets. That he's happy that he only sacrificed just one year of his life to realize what he realized. Um, to realize this this enlightenment, right? <laughs> if I want to bring it there, right? <laughs> and and this goes back to the idea of like do you really want to pursue your career to the point where you know you change that goal like for example one of my biggest goals is to achieve my phd right now me getting my phd i already know that when i get that thing when i get that thing i know it's not really going to do anything for me outside of make my name sound a little bit more professional and say like oh yeah i have a phd right and i already paging know that- dr mushroom paging I don't think that's what a PhD does, dog. Um, oh, I'm I'm thinking about from like a medical doctor, but yeah, you're right. right. Are you um, Dr. Kondiker or Dr. Mashur? Who cares? Or are you Dr. Nakib? Bro, it's whatever Dr. you want. <laughs> whatever, bro. It's okay. <laughs> um, but like I already know that I want to achieve this goal. But at the same time, I'm not going to sacrifice everything around me and for however long it takes me to attain this goal. Because I know at the end of the day. That for me at least won't mean much. Like in the in in the in the five seconds of me attaining the damn thing, I know it won't mean much. And you can argue like, yes, this helps you in your future, right? And this helps you, uh, you know, have a reputation, a legacy. And I wish we really had someone here that would push for the like, you know, play devil's advocate according to our conversation. But what do you guys think of uh, what 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 was said in this speech, right? Do you think you would feel the same way? I saw I the speech. The... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go. Um, I saw the speech uh, a while ago. And I think he was talking about how he envies the kids who got to hang out, who were, were on sports teams and made friends and had relationships and things like that, and he didn't. Um, and I think he was using the platform to tell everyone not to take not to take, I guess, to not not to work so hard that you like lose every lose out on every other aspect in your life. Um, in respect to work, I think you have to have a similar mentality. I don't think you should be ready to give up everything just for, um, 
promotions Un- unless you're more career or oriented unless like your end goal doesn't involve like children or maybe even a partner maybe but yeah really quickly i i just want to make it clear that i don't think that it's like i think i've said it but i don't think that it's bad to pursue your career pursue goals right i think everyone should have goals right i'm not saying you shouldn't have goals i think my perspective is that you should not sacrifice the things that mean a lot to you for the sake of a a professional it could be a professional it could even be a hobby right a goal that will only last 10 seconds when uh, the goal is a piece of paper right um that's what i'm trying to say i think well, the i think thing here oh sorry do you want to go yeah like a quick um thing uh, uh, i i think more comes with that uh with that accomplishment than just 15 seconds of elation and a piece of paper. No, of course, right? yeah. Like, he's probably, he, he got like a, what, a 4, a 4, a 4.0, I think, and he uh, fucking did volunteer work so he would be valedictorian. But like, um, I think that would also help him later on and uh, more elation will come and he'll be in a better place, right? I, I, I think maybe he'll understand that as he continues his, his career, his no, I, student his student life, but... um, I think that is understood. And I think that's also, what? I think that is understood. I, I'm trying to say, is like the whole his regret is sacrificing so much to attain this goal. For example, like if he was able to, like not sacrifice as much and still attain the goal, I think he would have done the same thing. Just try to play devil's advocate, like you asked, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot about that. Okay, to me, <laughs> no, you've been I, wanting I, to talk. I disagree. I think it's shit. <laughs> to me, so you're saying this kid just throughout all of his life achievements? Because no, I think <laughs> I think it'll be nice for him, like kind of nice. But I think it's more important to all. I, I I think it's also important to have a social life and have some fun. Uh, okay. But yeah, go ahead, Tamir. No, so I like honestly, I don't stray. I'm my answer is not too far off. I just can't tell if it's the devil's advocate at part of you or if it's the real like answer part of you. Um, but basically, what I'm trying to get at is, I think that. It's just a sort of it's a matter of trying to pick your goals. Like there's nothing wrong with being a workaholic or there's nothing wrong with sacrificing parts of your life for other parts of it, right? Because at the end of the day, all of us are making are making uh uh costs, right? If we want to spend more time with our family, if we want to affect a small group of people more significantly, then of course we are going to be giving up or trading off the the opportunity of hey, I could possibly be spending this time and effort and energy into, you know, a higher position that could be affecting more people, right? But going back to this kid, it's it feels like, I, do, I know we just talked about me doing economics. I don't want to get into too much economics here. But like the opportunity cost, right? Like what he's giving up by becoming valedictorian wasn't worth it. And that kind of goes back to if you want to be a workaholic if you want to set your goals that's fine and there's nothing wrong with it but pick goals that actually mean something to you pick goals that are of substance or that do matter to you more than just like i have this thing right i just have this meaningless title that doesn't actually do much besides the initial like surge of dopamine of yay i did it what now right so in a more practical sense it could be going back to our earlier examples if you want to climb the ladder and become CEO, that's great. But does that mean once you become CEO, you'll actually be happy in that position and be able to do a good job? Or do you just enjoy the climb, right? Like which one, what's, what's, what's actually going to give you your, your happiness or utility 
from from like working your ass off, right? And in the end, is that goal worth it to you? And for this kid, you 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 said that like he wasn't aware of it until the year before, and that's what kind of like pushed him to sacrifice his social life for that year and pushed him to put a hundred percent into getting valedictorian. And it's like there's nothing wrong with that if he really cared about being valedictorian. Mm-hmm. But he got it and he didn't really care much for it. And it didn't really mean much. But like like Pratik said, it has benefits to it. He just doesn't care much for them, right? At the end of the day, he subjectively feels like this wasn't worth the trade-off. It wasn't worth the cost that it took to get there. But yeah, that the idea being like, hey, figure out what it is that you actually care mm-hmm. about and what it is that you actually want to do. I agree with that. Rafi? All right, so like this reminds me of like a a thing in my high school where like our principal was always like oh in this high school you have to choose between two out of these three things you can't have all three things together and that was your grades your sleep and your social life so out of those three things you can only have two and one has to be like sacrificed in some way and like it it was just like funny to see like how people did that like um uh like i would say like the valedictorian for my high school, I've never met this person in my life. Like, I think they were just one of those people that were like, I, I don't know. I think they were just Hermits? always like working or something, right? right? It's just like someone I've never seen before. Although my high school was pretty big, it was like what 800 kids in my grade, but like, like it was just like that idea of like, in that high school at least, like it, it seemed to be there that culture anyway, where it's just like people had to like pick two of those three things, and it seemed like no one was able to like able to achieve all three of those things and also like do well with themselves in school in terms of that you know like this entire time i've been like racking my like own brain of like why do i have the perspective that i do of like why is do i care more about you know relationships versus um you know pursuing my career and i think in my own head i think i already have been forced into doing this um you know, whether that's like because of our culture and a few of us, like all of us, we're the oldest, right? Uh, yeah, all of us are the oldest. Yep. Where already, <clears throat> already, it doesn't matter whether I choose to or not, family comes first. Because there's a lot of responsibility placed on us where it's like, okay, I'm doing my homework. My mom comes into my room and says, like, hey, this is an important call. I need you to take it. What are you going to do? In my perspective, what's going to happen, I'm going to stop whatever the fuck I'm doing and help because that's what I have to do, right? Like, this is, like, very minuscule, like, I'm scaling it very, like, I'm scaling it down to, like, the most pinpoint thing, right? If I were to put the perspective of my brother, right, when he's doing his work, there is nothing in this world that can pry him from his desk. And no matter how much anyone says anything, there could be a fire in the other room. Right. But he, like and that's maybe attested to his dedication. But because I guess for me is I feel like I've been already like assimilated into that culture of this, <laughs> my time does not mean anything to like my family. Right. My personal time or whatever time. It doesn't mean shit It because they, they come first. Maybe that's subconsciously has developed me into being like, I already kind of do this. This is just what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, that that's for, same for me, too, because like. I'm I'm basically the family accountant, family lawyer, family uh, driver, shopper, yep. whatever you need. I have to do because my brother, uh, he's what I think a junior in college right now. 
So he's busy with his like college stuff, right? He wants to do pre-med. He wants to go to medical school. So he's busy like studying and like for the MCAT and all that. So he's always, you know, studying and all that. So he is just not willing to give his time to like help my parents or like any of my relatives out. So it's falls on the me. So like I see like that po- I'm already like in that part of my life where like I have to give time to my family or else my family is just gonna fall apart. So like I get that. And like now it's just like because I have two younger brothers, like if one of them wants to go to med school, he's gonna need money for med school and like I might have to contribute to that. And then another one of my brothers, my parents wanna put him in a private school, so I'm gonna have to contribute to that too. So it's just like I'm already like a big part of my family and I have to like take care of my family in some way as the oldest uh, sibling. The I think the biggest thing is that like especially when you for for a lot of us it's like we're already kind of geared towards being like we're already kind of biased towards our family, right? We're biased towards wanting to spend more time or uh or being more obligated or having a more uh sense of obligation or responsibility towards our family. But like it's also important to remember that there are a lot of people who just don't feel like feel that way or just don't have those same obligations where it's like now nah, they can they can just sort of work right they don't really have to care much about their parents either because their parents already have it made or or are more independent and they can just i'm going to spend lots of hours working that's fine that's just my per- like that's my personal and professional life because that's just what i'm doing with all my time I think, like, what I was trying to get at is I don't think we chose this. I don't think any of us really chose it, you know? I I think it's, like, like a a result of our upbringing or our culture? I think so. I I think, like, because... And I I don't want to sound like a prick, but I'm going to. Um, There is... The amount of time or the amount of occasions in which I had to sacrifice my like say for example my studies right just because just to go somewhere take someone somewhere or or just even just take a five second break from my studies to like take care of a bill or whatever it is there was no way i was going to stop that i I, like i had no choice and because if i didn't get it done it wasn't gonna get done right whereas like for example like when me and my brother were living together my parents aren't gonna go to him because they can already come to me so I, I guess like he had the opportunity to actually entirely focus his time on, for example, his studies. And that kind of builds into, okay, I'm going to spend all this time on my studies. I'm going to spend all my time on my career. I'm going to spend all my time on my job, right? Whereas I already can't, you know, where I never was able to. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. And it's just like, that that's something that even in family is definitely a thing where it's like my between my sister and I, like both of us have our personal lives, both of us have work. And we both still try to juggle like helping our parents out to her credit. I don't know if she's listening. But like she definitely gets a bit more credit with dealing with my parents more because like she'll help my dad like a hundred percent and then help my mom out a decent bit with like whatever smaller things she needs. Uh but it's like there is a strong, like, I definitely get what you mean to keep in the sense that there's, like, a strong sense of, like, we have our family's responsibilities on our backs. And that's just, like, that's non-negotiable, mm-hmm. right? That's just always going to be there. Yeah. Pretty, what mean, do you think? About... <laughs> I don't know, sorry. I, I, 
I didn't know if I was talking over like you. Like initial or topic like, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or just like like your your family's role. Is it just sort my of turn like to talk. Your... Well, like, do you think it is? <laughs> was it up to you to have the mentality that you have about work life, right? Where you would rather spend more time on your relationships than um than work. Uh, and the reason being is that it's kind of been fostered in us from like day one of like whether you're the eldest or you're the most responsible one that you already give up so much of your time to your family that it's kind of developed into okay i'm i I want to spend like i want i would rather spend more time with my family than like pursue a, a, a massive career i'm gonna answer a part of that question and add some other part um so Growing up, I had, like, the same thing where, like, some of the responsibilities would be thrown on me, like we all have, right? Like, taking care of the bills or this phone call or we're trying to translate this um, uh, phone call, right? Um, so I kind of have this picture of my family uh, in the future, right? The kids that I have with my wife. I kind of want them to have, like, a normal upbringing, normal relative to what we have. Not uh, a shit. I don't know how to say it. But like, I don't want them to worry about like adult things. I want them to have time to grow up, right? Uh, time to like, um, fuck around as a kid, fuck around as a teenager, so right? like to grow up like secure and safe in their upbringing type of thing. Yes, safe as in like, like not worry about money, not worry about housing. Right, right, right. I I don't want them to have those issues. So I think that's because we we struggled a lot a, a lot with that right um we as in me and my family uh, we worried about these things cuz i feel like it's kind of an immigrant thing to worry about um or maybe it's a brown thing to worry about i just kind of want my kids to not have to worry about that um and i think that's why i have this mentality okay so it's it's because of the experience that i had yeah i think it was embedded in me through <laughs> through experience yeah I think so. Um, all right, I, I I think we 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 should wrap it up there. I think we've touched on the few topics that we wanted to talk about this week. It's already getting to an hour and a half. Uh, so everyone, thank you all for tuning in to episode five of the It Be Like That podcast, guys. Do you have anything else you want to say? Does Tamid want to say his fucking slogan? I did nothing wrong. Uh, uh, there, there's number one kind of weird. I is think that it's your fair. slogan. I, I did nothing I, wrong. Oh, I, well, I did, no, no, no. To I don't me, know did nothing wrong. Slogan because it also includes a strip club statement. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just gonna toss that out there. Strip clubs are kind of weird to me. Yeah. Uh, but hey, if you're listening to this and you made it to this point, uh, thanks. And I'm sure you'll do great tomorrow on whatever it is you're doing. I don't. I thought it'd be more work oriented. Uh, they came yeah. out more of a flop than I thought. You're such. Yo, you have great hair today. Today you're looking great. Hair, flush it. Flush it. What? I was trying to say luscious and I was trying to say fluffy and it comes right. as fluffy. <laughs> Thank I'm gonna you, pivot this. I had coffee with uh, salt for the first time today. <laughs> I had coffee with salt for the first time today. Sea okay. salt. Apparently it like salt makes the coffee. flavor a little bit weirder. Um but it tastes good. I tried it. It's okay. It's not bad. It's Is it like shit. salt in like caramel or ice cream type of thing? No, no, no. Is it like it's, it kind oh, of really tastes that more? I, I'm fucking maybe. ending the podcast, bro. But, I'm all right, so let's wrap this one up, huh? <laughs> Thank you again, everyone, for like tuning it. in. And we will actually be back next week with episode six of the It Be Like That podcast. Thank no you, no everyone. Wash your hair. Oh, what my the God. fuck is this, bro? Goodbye, like guys.
Bye.